I thought I had a great job doing this podcast week after week, getting to talk about theater with great artists from all over the world. But now I'm talking to uh, the girl above the title, Kathy Taylor of Kathy Taylor Public Relations, who gets to do the same thing for almost every major theater in Chicago and including some of the many, 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 many minor storefront theaters. Kathy, I wanted to ask you, who do you represent? But I suspect it's a faster question to list who you don't represent. Well, I pretty much represent everyone I want to represent. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever it is, wherever you are. I'm Austin Titchener, one-third of the Reduced Shakespeare Company, and you're listening to this week's Reduced Shakespeare Company podcast, number 667, Sharing Great Theater. fall theater season has begun, so I'm very excited to talk about talking about theater with Kathy Taylor of Kathy Taylor Public Relations, one of the busiest PR people in Chicago. So I said it's a fun job to be talking about theater all the time. Is it still fun when you're kind of also selling? Do you know what I'm asking? When you do, when you, when you, when your job is what you love, do you still love what you do? Yeah, you know, I don't, I, so often it doesn't feel like work. Yeah. And I, I never think of it as selling yeah. because there's always something that I like about a show that I can sincerely talk about it. Right. You know, I'm not going to pitch a story that I don't believe in. If I, if I know a reporter doesn't like a particular director, I'm not going to call that reporter and say, no, 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 you really have to write about this person. I'll find something else. I'll find something that I like, that I enjoy in the production, or that I think is notable, that people should know about. Yeah, well, and I like what you said about pitching a story because so I have a bunch of friends that I've, I'm going, God, why have I never interviewed him or her for the podcast? And it's like, because I don't know what the story is. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I, and I don't want it to be, uh, oh, hey, you were in a show and I thought it was really cool. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I mean, I need to have a point of view about it. And I guess you do too. Does it, does it work that way with companies as well? So sometimes a company will do a play that you're less crazy about, mm-hmm. but you still love that company. As you said, you only work with the best, the people yeah. you'll want to work with. Yeah. No, that's why I opened my own company because I didn't want to take on clients that I, I didn't like, that I didn't feel uh, like I would buy a ticket to their show if I didn't work for them. Right. So, um, you know, everyone has their own taste. There are some things that it might not be my genre or, uh, you know, it just doesn't speak to me, but something in there will. Um, there's something that I will be fascinated with. What people have told me, what reporters have told me before is that they always know a pitch is coming and I don't realize I do it where I say, did you know, did you know that? And it's something that I, that was surprising to me that I just think other people should know. And that usually, usually becomes the story. I love that. Well, ever, yeah, I mean, every great, play starts with a question and so does so right. do your pitches right 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 and you know with so many of my clients there they've also become friends so so often I will just be talking to someone socially or you know emailing someone and they'll tell me something I didn't know and then I realize other people should know that too if I care about it other yeah. people will care yeah. about why it. do I not know that and oh my god let me get a microphone and let's let's let everybody know about right it. right yeah, right yeah, exactly yeah. Um, how did you? How did you start? How did you? How did you uh, get into PR? How did you come to Chicago, or did yeah. you grow up here? I didn't want to do PR. Okay. I wanted to work for Steppenwolf, okay. and that's the job that was open. So I was doing. I had my master's in arts administration from my from Indiana University in Bloomington. Mm-hmm. Um, I did a brief stint in New York at Jazz at Lincoln Center, 
And I didn't love New York. Um, it just wasn't. This, I love visiting. I didn't. It wasn't for me to live there. So I went back to IU to work in the marketing department. And the part of the job I didn't like was PR. But I had also seen Buried Child in New York, and I knew that that was a company I really wanted to work for. I, I fell in love with Steppenwolf. So the publicity job opened up. Like it was posted in May, and I knew I'd be leaving. IU in August. I decided when my lease was up, I was out of there. I was after three years. And I just, I finally was like, oh, I guess I'll apply for that job. And it just worked out. I had a great mentor. I had a great mentor in Tim Evans. Uh-huh. I remember my interview. It was the scariest thing. It was in a really hot uh, conference room with Martha Levy, Michael Gennaro, who's the executive director at the time, and Tim. Um, and, you know, I walked out of there and just thought I'm never working in theater because I just thought it was terrible. And it changed my, the course of my entire life. So, and when did you know that you thought, wait a second, I can do this myself. I can hang up my own shingle. You know, I spent just over five years at Steppenwolf um, and uh, went to the Silverman Group, another PR firm in town for a little while. And it was after about a year and a half where I realized uh, that I just wanted to do it my own way. Yeah. You know, it was, it, it, it was, lovely working for Beth. I learned a lot. She's a good friend, but I just knew I could do it myself too and, and work with the theater companies, the people who become my friends yeah. uh, and, you know, just do it the way I wanted to do it and to only work for companies I wanted to work with uh, and be out on my own. Yeah. There's something about, you know, uh, uh, owning your own shop mm-hmm. as opposed to being part of an institution where you can pick and choose. I mean, there are there are liabilities yeah. that come with that, but there scary. are also benefits. <laughs> it's scary. It is scary. Yeah. 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 And then how do you go about building a, a, a roster? Or how did you how go did about I? it? Was, that was easy. I've never... I, I really never, like, I don't really write proposals. I don't look for work. Um, and there is an unwritten code among pub, amongst publicists in town that we'd really, we don't aggressively go after other people's clients. You don't like, poach I, each other. I yeah. would never, never. Yeah, yeah. Um, if someone has already announced it, they want to make a change and they come to me and that relationship is done, yeah. then it's fair game. Um, but I, I don't actively search. So, uh, you know, in the beginning, I started with two Writers in Northlight were my first. Mm-hmm. Uh, I knew Looking Glass was looking for a new publicist. So by the time I opened my shop, I knew I had three clients already yeah. under my belt. And then just everything else was luck. I got lucky. Well, you make your own luck. But yes, I know yeah. what you mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, well, so there's a lot of, you know, young people just coming out of school and starting their mm-hmm. own theaters now listening to this. How some institutions have marketing and PR mm-hmm. departments and and some hire you and some do both. What, what are the benefits that you provide to an institution that may have a marketing department or is trying to figure out whether they should even have one? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I... Ideally, it's great for a company to have someone in-house, you know, yeah. but you have to be big enough because you have to have reason to talk to reporters on a regular basis. Otherwise, you lose that relationship. Wow. So I'm, I talk to the major reporters constantly, yeah. and, and I can put together lists of things that are happening and look for trend stories. And, and I know when they're writing about something that I can say, oh, hey, you're working on your fall preview. Have you considered this? Where someone in-house might not have that information. Right. Um, you know, it's, it's just really, is, you know, for, when I you have as many opening nights as I do, too, you just you see people, there's a frequency, there's a familiarity, um, 
So I think that's the main benefit right yeah. there. I remember when I would, when I, we moved back here to Chicago and I started going to theater and some opening nights and I'd see you everywhere mm-hmm. and I'd go, wait, I know, I've seen her. I mean, you became this face <laughs> that before I knew who you were. Uh, yeah, I get tired sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> well, you do. I mean, you must because you're always, I mean, I'm. Except it's also very manageable. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm very careful not to take too many clients. Yeah. That's very important. Um, but yeah, it was it was nice to have a break. It's nice to have a break over the summer. Yeah. Um, and looking at the fall schedule, I can look at weeks. I'm like, all right, that's going to be a really hard week. Don't I can't plan anything for that week because I know it's going to be tough. But I also have really I work with Kelsey Morehouse, who's brilliant. Um, she's the actually the brains of the operation. Really, <laughs> really. And then um, our secret weapon is Samara Haran. She's um, uh, she came from the Silverman Group years ago, too. She went back to school and has her um, master's in theater management. Uh, and so she does this part-time. Um, it's, it's She runs a, her family's theater camp, too. So she does all of our writing. She keeps us organized. She knows a ton about musical theater. So she's just this brain in our office that is, is wonderful and, and keeps things on course. Hi, I'm B.J. Jones, Artistic Director of North Light Theatre, and you are listening to the Reduce Shakespeare Company podcast. Where can you RSC the RSC? You can see Reduced Shakespeare in your own home by owning your very own copy of Pop-Up Shakespeare, written by me and Reed Martin and beautifully illustrated by Jenny Mazels. It's on sale worldwide, and you can find links to both Amazon and independent bookstores in the U.S. and the U.K. on our website. Our fall of 2019 tour of the complete works of William Shakespeare, abridged, revised, continues next week in Greeley, Colorado, then continues on with performances in Arcata, California, Fayetteville, Arkansas, Bothell, Washington, Elmira, New York, Eau Claire, Wisconsin, East Lansing, Michigan for two nights, and Branchburg, New Jersey. We'll also perform the Ultimate Christmas Show abridged on December 14th in Pontiac, Michigan, and on three nights from December 20th to the 22nd in Phoenix, Arizona. And we will also open our 11th stage show, Hamlet's Big Adventure, a prequel in Ronert Park, California from October 18th to the 20th, and then perform the international premiere this November as part of the Tel Aviv Festival in Israel with performances in Jerusalem, Haifa, and two performances in Tel Aviv. As always, the very best way to stay up to date about all of our worldwide performance dates is to sign up for the Reduced Reader, our email newsletter. Go to ReducedShakespeare.com and click on the link to subscribe and check Check out our touring page for specific box office venue and ticket information. And now back to my conversation with Kathy Taylor of Kathy Taylor Public Relations as we began talking about what specific things she looks for in clients. What you said about um, having relationships with the, the media is is so important. But how do you pick a client? I mean, what what is it that what is is it bright and flashy? Is it deep and soulful? I, what do you look for, or what do you find that you are attracted to in the theater companies that you work with? You know, I'm just attracted to really good work. Yeah. Um, you know, I I know what I like. You know, this of course the Steppenwolf aesthetic is sure. speaks to me, but I also love the big musicals at Drury Lane. I like the, um, you know, I, I guess a way to put it, every, every one of my clients, I feel like has a very different personality. Yeah, yeah. So people ask me about conflict of interest all the time. Yeah. And I don't see it that way because they're every, each one is, is different in its own way. Yeah. Um, and it, 
really does filter down from the artistic director and the um, programming that they do. So I, you know, I, I have my favorites, um, <laughs> but really with everyone I work with, you know, and I could, I could go through the list and tell you what I like about each, right. each client. A lot of it's the personalities involved. So for me, it's very personal. Um, but really it's the type of theater that I would see if I were to purchase a ticket, you know, um, and well, I shouldn't say that cause it's not, <laughs> it's not everything, but, but most, right. most, um, quality is important. Yeah. Honesty to me is very important, both on the stage and off. Mm-hmm. Um, I've only dropped a client once and that's because I was lied to. That's very important to me because if I'm, if I'm putting myself out there, you better tell me the truth. Yeah. You know, I, I don't, I don't lie to the media. I don't expect my client to lie to me. You know, I, I want the, I want the good, I want the real story. Have you noticed anything about Chicago audiences that makes uh, them, um, unique in how you approach approach or how you pitch your stories they're brave you know Chicago audiences are brave they're very brave um you know they'll they'll see a new work they'll see a big musical and they're I've learned they're the a lot of them are the same people that will just see anything they also know how to behave I've been in other cities where I'm appalled at the way people around me are behaving and you don't get that much in Chicago you know they're very respectful there's a tradition of attending um, and there's a tradition of appreciating it. So, you know, it's it's great for theater companies to be able to put on work that not only they know their audience base will like, but mm, that they can challenge them as well. We did those student matinees of Book of Will at Northlight Theater. Mm-hmm. And, oh, my God, those were the best kids we I'd ever played mm-hmm. to. I mean, so and such smart questions as well. Yeah, yeah. I remember in high school. So I grew up in Buffalo, and I remember in high school, our, you know, there's not a lot of theater in Buffalo. So we would go up to the, Stra- the Stratford Festival and the Shaw Festival. That would be where our field trips would go. Yeah. And I remember at the Stratford Festival up in Canada, there were some kids who were, like, throwing pennies on the stage during curtain call and, and talking through the entire show. And I remember even back then I was appalled. Yeah. I was like, but there, because there isn't that tradition of, sure. of, of training. And, you know, I'm glad they were there. They, they got to learn. But you don't get that in Chicago. Interesting. Well, and I think that's true about, about uh, bravery, too. I always say that people go to a theater in Chicago the way the rest of the country goes to movies. And yeah. they'll just go. They'll mm-hmm. just go. And I think there's something about that. And whether it's a storefront or whether it's the Goodman, mm-hmm. you know, uh, 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 people are just going to see the work. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And, you know, what's also really nice about Chicago is that uh, theaters really do make themselves accessible to everybody, whether it be, you know, discounts through third-party ticketing, Hot Ticks is a big one, it's a non-profit uh, half-price ticketing uh, thing that the um, the League of Chicago Theaters runs, and so there's a way to get in. There's a, you know, you don't have to spend New York prices to go to theater here. Right. You can, you can make it work. So it is, I mean, it, it is as affordable as a, a movie is. Yeah. Um, did you start as an actor? Did you ever want to do that? Of course I did. <laughs> <laughs> didn't everybody? Duh, what a stupid question. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I did. I didn't, I, I, I've never been paid for acting though. I never got that far. So, but I did, I majored it in, in undergrad. Oh, that yeah, that's cool. I mean, we've all begun that. And it, it, there's something about your personality that's very, uh, 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 you know, 
bright is a terrible word. It's very out there and personable. You know, you have you you want that. I mean, you if you're meeting the press person of a theater, I would say this is another clue, another tip, another hot tip for young theaters. If you have a press person, make that person personable. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, and also make that person someone who really likes to see yeah. theater because yeah. I couldn't imagine doing this if I didn't want to see theater. Right. You know, there's just too much of it. It's yeah. too you know, I always say it's not like I'm out there digging ditches. Like every time I'm I have a bad day and I was like, you know, yeah. I I could be doing something miserable with my life. I get to see plays. I get to go to rehearsals. I get to talk to artists. It's yeah. it's a really it's a unique thing and I mean, I I'm so lucky. That's it for this week's Reduced Shakespeare Company podcast. You can find out more about Kathy Taylor Public Relations by visiting her website at kathytaylorpr.com. Then send us your story pitches via email to feedback at reducedshakespeare.com. You can find us and interact with other fans on our dedicated podcast page on Facebook at RSC Podcast, on Instagram at Reduced Shakespeare Company, or on my preferred platform on Twitter at Reduced. You can also follow me on Twitter at Austin Titchener. Thanks as always ways to another guy who also likes to talk about talking about stuff, Matthew Croak. Web services by Ginger Power Limited. Music by John Weber and GarageBand. A random fan shout-out this week goes to Eleanor Cheka. I hope I pronounced that correctly. No reason. It's just random. Special thanks to B.J. Jones, Artistic Director of Northlight Theater in Chicago, whose production of Jane Anderson's Mother of the Maid is outstanding, both funny and powerful, and runs three more weeks until October 20th, 2019. And finally, thanks very much to you for listening. I'm Austin Titchener, 667 2001sts of the Reduced Shakespeare Company. Well, I have been paid to act and write and direct, and I wish somebody would pay me to podcast, because this is what I love doing is talking about theater. So congratulations to you, Kathy, for being paid not to act. Well, thank you. (laughs) This podcast is a production of the Reduce Shakespeare Company. Reducing expectations since 1981. Go to ReduceShakespeare.com for performance dates, actor bios, email newsletters, and so much less. And so much less. And so much less.